From now, one, two, three. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Kaiwa Podcast. Our podcast is a platform that gives APU students a voice and also inspires its listeners through conversation. My name is Purbi Bajracharya. I am an APS second-year student from Nepal, and I will be your host for the day. This episode is a special collaboration between the Kaiwa Podcast and Equal APU, and we will continue our conversation about Pride Month. And today we have two very special guests with us. So without any further ado, I would love for them to introduce yourself. Razan, please go ahead. Hello, everyone. I am Raz, and I am currently a APM second semester first year student, and I'm also part of the Kaiwa podcast. And just to share my identity, I am a gender fluid person and doesn't have any preferred pronouns. So just call me anything that you want. Moving on, Samara, please go ahead. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Samara. I'm from Indonesia, and my pronouns are she, her. This semester, I'm a fourth semester APS CSM student, and I'm the current leader of Equal APU. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet everyone. Before we go right in, uh, a little ice-breaking question. How has your second quarter been so far? I know it's only like the second or I think second or third week of school of second quarter. How have you guys been? Yeah, so second quarter has been okay. I'm definitely still on my quarter break sleeping schedule, so I've been late a few times. But yeah, it's been okay. It's much more, uh, it's busier than my last quarter, but it also has a lot of offline classes, which is so great for me. Like, like genuinely, that, that was not sarcastic. Yeah, it's been great seeing a lot of people on campus. It's amazing to hear. What about Raz? How have you been? How has your second quarter been? Uh, to be honest, like that question, every time I hear that question, I would laugh because I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> uh, it's very busy, but not in academics. It's more on extracurricular activities. And yeah, but I'm enjoying it so far. So yeah, it's it's great. I agree. We've, you know, finally been settling into Japan. This is, I think, all of our first or second month, maybe second or moving on towards the third month here. Mm-hmm. So we've definitely been adjusting. It's been a great, great time. Without any further delays, this is a collaboration between Kaiwa Podcast and Equal APU, and we're so grateful for this opportunity. Samara, you're a part of the Equal APU circle. Please go ahead and talk to us about that, about Equal APU and what it does. Yes, thank you so much, Purbi. So Equal APU is a circle in APU, uh, which focuses mainly on gender equality, empowerment, and uplifting uh, the LGBTQ community. So we've started our activities since December 2019, and I'm basically the fourth leader of Equal APU. And we've done a lot of events talking about, uh, like, Our main event is usually gender cafes, which is like an online seminar workshop thing. We've talked about topics such as uh, feminism for men and relating to today's podcast. We've also talked, we've had an event where we talked about the LGBTQ community and getting to know them more. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I think... Equal APU is an amazing circle. It's a great initiative, especially for APU and especially for Japan itself. Let's move right into talking about gender then, uh, you know, about our self-identities. Basically, from what I've learned, I'm still educating myself more on this topic. So 
the whole concept of you know there being two genders male and female and there then being identities so i think including me there are a lot of people out there who are still confused regarding this topic and regarding what difference this is and there's a possibility that we might misinterpret this so please provide us information on this so that you know we can learn more so so we've all been taught that there are only two genders basically because it's based on our sex and like what we were assigned at birth but the thing is we all know about men and women and a lot of people say like oh there's only two genders like look at your genitals there's only two but then they're forgetting about like intersex people who have like different genitals sometimes and like different uh like biological stuff going on so honestly even from a biological standpoint it's already not what we've been taught but with gender specifically it's more like it's a socially constructed concept where we've assigned certain traits or certain roles to a certain gender as a person based on their genitals basically and what we expect from them as in like when i say gender roles it's like oh women are expected to be caretaker of the family caretaker of the children they're expected to wear pink for example like that's also something that is so arbitrary like it doesn't make sense like just because i have this set of genitals why do i have to wear pink why do i have to have long hair or why do i have to act a certain way so it's like it has no real connection to our biological bodies but because a lot of people agreed on it so we follow along yeah that's what i would say about the difference between sex and gender and I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> Samara just took all of it, yeah. <laughs> that was a very detailed explanation, actually. Basically it. A lot of people are still confused about this. So thank you very much. I think that's a great way. So I do want to ask, uh, Ratsan, you did mention before that you're gender fluid and you basically, you know, even for pronouns, it doesn't matter necessarily what you call that. Can you elaborate a bit more on this and about your experiences related with this? Okay, so a gender-fluid person, we don't have a specific identity. For me, I identify myself as how others identify me. So if one person identifies me as uh, this kind of uh, person, like this type of gender, then I'm that type. I don't have anything about that. And so it's a bit complex, but it's easier (laughs) to just keep in mind that I am this person, however you define me. Mm, so, geez. yeah. And when it comes to misgendering, technically there shouldn't be, based on my previous definition, there shouldn't be like a misgender situation. But uh, I also consider my like genitals. So uh, in most cases, it's about the like going into ofuros, like my friends mm. uh, inviting me to go to male ofuro. And then I can't go there because I have this kind of genital and things like that. And for the pronouns, it also depends on the person. I kind of just gave up fighting about pronouns because people like get confused about it sometimes. So I just say, like, yeah, just call me any pronouns. They, them, he, she. Because uh, I don't really think my identity would change if my pronouns are like different or I have a specific pronouns. Yeah, you're still you. There you go. 
Yeah, so Raz uh, brought up a really interesting thing about pronouns and using pronouns here specifically. Uh, I'm cisgender, so I'm still using what I was assigned at birth, basically, assigned female at birth. Um, but about pronouns, it's very interesting to see, because I've talked to a friend before. I asked them, like, oh, what are your pronouns? And they said, like, oh, usually I use she, they back home because like back in their country it's something that's already been discussed more often and more acceptable but here it's like whenever they say uh oh my pronouns are she they people get confused and ask a lot of questions and unfortunately like it gets tiring for people who use like multiple pronouns or use they them pronouns sometimes so yeah it made me think of that when uh, Raz talked about pronouns. Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. Uh, I do have to say, I think like the situation of gender itself is a lot different back in our home countries than compared to back here. So can you like elaborate a bit more about how the situation of gender is like back home so that we can have a little contrast, a little see through of how different it is in different places. So how is the condition of gender like back in Indonesia and back in Philippines? So in the Philippines, we are a, a very open country, as I would say. We have uh, pride events and such for people to come out. And also uh, people like me are very, like you could see everywhere. So I don't have to define myself as this kind of person because they already know what type of person I am. But if I have something specific for myself, that's the time I would say something. But anything about that, Philippines is very, very like, open about it diverse identity and diverse gender like different type of people we don't have that rights from the government but the government supports like the diversity of its people Mm, that sounds amazing because that is so different from the way it is in indonesia (laughs) yeah because like as many people know i think indonesia is a very religious and conservative country they're very against lgbtq people and like queer people overall but i do recognize that there has been more progress lately or like i've noticed a lot more progress at least in like the big cities i come from jakarta the capital city of indonesia and of course like it's still the main idea is that we do not support lgbtq people but as I've grown up, I've seen more. I have quite a few friends who are queer back home. But yeah, definitely like in public, we express ourselves to our fashion and everything. But we can't like, like for example, there are no pride flags in Jakarta at all or like anywhere in, uh, in Indonesia basically. And for pride events, we usually... Um, conflate is that the word our pride event the closest thing that we have to it is on women's day so on women's day in jakarta or and like in a few other cities we have like kind of a riot like a parade type thing and that's the like best place so far i've seen where people can also say oh i support like lgbtq people and all these things like that's the closest thing that we have but like it's not a standalone event because if it was, I think it would have so much backlash and so on. So I think the young people mostly are open about that. 
but like the general idea is not for us. So like when Samara said that young people are open about that, just a little disclaimer in the Philippines, there are also like elderly people <laughs> who are sometimes against it, but uh, surprisingly, uh, lately there's been progress on or at least the people around me like elderly people are trying their best to understand like the this kind of situation or this kind of issue and the people's like identity hmm, i agree i agree i think you know the concept of gender especially in like asian countries it's still developing uh even back home in my country in nepal it is there it's talked about but it isn't necessarily pretty open in the society so as you mentioned like samara mentioned there are parades and there are you know events that happen towards or surrounding the concept of gender but it isn't necessarily something that's very open so uh props to philippines for you know being maybe not so open but definitely on the positive side of this so i think it's a great idea i do have to ask we've talked about our home countries but we're all here in japan now and uh, i assume we've been here for at least a month and a half or at least two months here how has uh the condition of gender been here in japan how have what is this difference do you see any difference between your country and what is it like talking about gender in japan what are your thoughts on this so okay i'll go first for me it's not really that much of a difference because surprisingly i don't know if uh, samara have noticed this but there are restrooms that are all gender in downtown it's pretty rare but at least there is also in apu there are there are restrooms who are that are gender neutral and however uh like i still have this mindset that Japan is a very sensitive country when it comes to this kind of topic. So I join a lot of activities. I often avoid activities that are overnight stay because I always get concerned of other people's reaction when I get assigned to this kind of accommodation, like a shared accommodation, and I'm there in that group. And people would like... Why is that person here? Like, I'm scared I might get reported and get deported back to my country. Like, Japan, I think it's a bit more on the traditional side. It might take a while for it to come in terms with, you know, this difference between what you identify as. Also, there's like this social stigma around the concept of non-binary in Japan. And I think that's something, it's still developing, as we know, as it's the same case in other Asian countries as well, it's still developing. I've heard that in Japan, same-sex marriage is still pretty illegal and pretty not, uh, you know, talked about. So it's the same in my country as well. It's not necessarily talked about and it's pretty illegal. So what is your thoughts on this? Uh, Do you think Japan being one of the most innovative and modern countries in the world, You'd think that, you know, it should have a sense of forwardness towards this topic, but because it's so traditional, it doesn't. So what are what is your concept of Japan? Um, as what you said before about how Japan is already a developed country, and I think I read somewhere before um, that, like, in the G8, like, the like, big countries that are developed, Japan is the only one who has not illegalized it 
uh, illegalized uh, same-sex marriage. And yeah, it definitely does sadden me because you would think that at this point that they would have made it into something that's not illegal. But I think I see potential and there has been progress about discussions on like same-sex partnerships and so on because like when I look at Japan mainly it's quite similar to Indonesia about how conservative it is and how discussions about same-sex couples and gender are something that's still sensitive but Japan is definitely better than Indonesia in the sense that uh, people can have public events regarding pride and the LGBTQ community. As far as I know, I think Japan's pride is in April or May. So it's different from like our, like we're celebrating Pride Month in June right now. But um, in April or May, I'm, I think uh, Japan has had like Tokyo Pride or something. I don't remember the exact name, but Tokyo Pride. And they have a lot of events in the streets and in bars and in other places. So it is unfortunate that Japan's government hasn't really done a lot for the LGBT community. But it's nice to know that the people itself are more accepting to a certain extent. Yeah. Oh, for that like the Japanese people are starting to be accepting of that. So especially in AP House, I was like very, when I just arrived, so just a context, when I arrived, there's a very few international students at that time. And I got assigned to a all-female floor, which kind of like shocks them. And yeah, but surprisingly, they were very welcoming and other students from other floors or other AP House, like whom I come out to uh, they try their best to adjust on how i identify myself which i, I feel very hard one <laughs> so i feel very happy about that like thank you so much for your effort and also uh, for the progress in japan i think it was two or three days ago that tokyo has uh, passed an ordinance to recognize same-sex union or partnership but although it's not as the same extent as marriage it's still like a little bit of progress is okay i guess and i read somewhere that in the previous year 2021 they conducted a survey of registered voters of how many people support passing or approving the or recognizing same-sex marriage and surprisingly it's increased for 20 percent from the previous survey which like the previous survey was around 40 to 42 percent on last year it was 65 i think it's kind of a good progress i think you talked about like gender in apu i think the international environment that we have definitely contributes towards that everyone here is so different but like even though we're all so different like you said everyone is very accepting and I think the majority of Japanese students here as well, they're trying to, you know, blend into the international culture and are more accepting of this. So it's definitely a really good, you know, like a strive that's being made by APU and the people here towards the community. And I think that's an amazing, an amazing initiative as well. So uh, we are talking about APU and about uh, Pride. So what do you think is the situation of uh, APU and Pride? 
we've been on campus for two months and what is your thoughts on this how have you been dealing with all of this mm, that is a really interesting question because i've been thinking about it a lot lately um, obviously as the leader of equal apu we're looking into events of like where we can celebrate pride and you know like what can we do to actually make a change or like make an impact and so forth so on and so forth but i've also been looking into it personally i've talked to a few friends and uh, a lot of them are saying like oh we should have a pride parade and like we should have something on campus and like a pride walk or maybe meet up you know with other queer students in apu um And as far as I know, in APU, there was something kind of similar to like a Pride Walk or Pride event in 2018 by APU Colors, which is also a great uh, circle in APU that advocates for the LGBT community. But yeah, so far, um, I think APU as a university, they definitely have open up and i remember the first semester like in my first semester reading that they have this whole uh, document i don't remember what it's called of talking about how apu is uh like they have intentions to be more open more accepting of students who are part of the lgbtq community basically i think about pride and apu I would love to have a get-together with everyone, although sometimes I do wonder, like, okay, we get together, and what do we do, and so forth. But, yeah, like, from my other queer friends, so many of them want to have a community here. And also, like, I've talked to a friend who says, like, oh, is there a queer community here? And I'm like, I know people. I wouldn't say we're a community community, but, like, I know that that there definitely is an LGBTQ population in equal and in APU, which is very nice and comforting coming from somebody who was in a very conservative country. So, uh, the environment in APU is definitely very comforting for me. Definitely, I think uh, you know you talked about how there should be a meeting or there should be like a get together of people who are queer. I think not only people who are queer, but even us like. Uh, people who are not necessarily completely educated on the topic we'd love to get to know more people i think it'd be an amazing learning opportunity for everyone to you know actually see that in such a diverse place as apu is with the international community there are also people who with with all their different identities i think it'll be an amazing learning opportunity for those who are willing to learn especially i think for uh, japanese based students as well maybe growing up they weren't necessarily exposed to this kind of community so if they have an opportunity to learn more about this here in APU i think it'd be an amazing thing they can know more about this whole concept of being non-binary so ratsan what do you have to say on this you being a part of the gender gender fluid community here uh do you think APU is a comfortable place for you to stay or has there been anything any situation where you've been like not necessarily great but what do you say So there's a recent event in AP House which I was very happy that I'm out of AP House at that time. It was about the sexual consent seminar webinar. So I was still able to accept the email at that time. I forgot the exact line, but they 
it's about uh only male and female thing and i kind of like oh this is kind of isolating other people's ag- uh, identity and so like i feel happy that i'm already out of APLs at that time I've also heard from my other friends about how they felt offended by the email, you know, talking about, because in the email, I think it said they're going to teach about it in girl-only rooms and, like, boy-only rooms. And it was very confusing for a lot of us because sexual consent is not a gender topic. It reminded me of when I, when in high school, uh, my sex education seminar basically was like divided by gender too, which I can kind of understand to a certain extent. But for this one, it's like, what's the difference? And one of my friends also talked about they sent an email to the AP house office and then they sent back like, we didn't mean to offend you. We were just trying to we were scared that like, because it's a sensitive topic, right? They were scared that it might remind people of their own bad experiences. Like, for example, if you're a victim and like talking about sexual consent in the same room as their offender would trigger them. But I think that's where they forgot. Unfortunately, there are also like same-sex sexual offenses. You know, like that's also a thing, unfortunately. And then... Uh, I'm still in AP House and I'm still I still had to go through the um, floor meeting about sexual consent. There really was no reason for them to even divide everyone. At the end of the day, the topic is just so general and it's just so for everyone. There was no reason to even say that in the email at the end of the day. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I, I think it was mostly concerned with religion. People were allowed to opt out of the meeting if they you know weren't comfortable talking about that and I think that was a good thing that they did you know the option to like not be a part of it but at the same time like I agree with you there wasn't really a need to like divide let's say and uh, talk about them talk about the concept differently because it was essentially the same thing and it applies to both genders you know doesn't necessarily mean that this is supposed to be female only or male only but i definitely agree i think apu in general is trying to do better in terms of making sure that everyone is included but i think it's being pretty cautious to trying to not to offend anyone which i definitely agree with and which i definitely am glad that they're trying to bring awareness but at the same time they're kind of being cautious because it is japan as we mentioned before it's a traditional country I think APU is doing much more now than it did before and it's progressing, which is a great thing. So, yeah, um, I don't know if it's okay or not, but if I kind of like to go back to the importance of having a queer community on campus, uh, I think it's been a great, um, how do you say this? From the start of entering uh, APU, uh, I was aware that there were a few like queer people in APU too, but it's been a great experience being on campus and then just like organically meeting people and then like, oh, you're queer too. And like people of different sexualities, people of different genders and so on. And yeah, I think that because for me, I come from a very conservative country. I've said this before, and 
I did have queer friends, but we were all very closeted and we had to be very quiet about it. So it's been a great experience having people who are out and con- out and proud about it uh, in, e- in APU. Um, so honestly, when talking about having a queer community on campus, it's something that I would love to have, but just don't know how to cultivate or like how to like how to handle it or or, yeah something like that um ras how do you feel about like well not like the queer community in epu so just like a few weeks ago i've met people who are very closeted about their identity and though they they want to come out to the queer people in APU too so i think that's a really really important thing that a one that should be APU have or openly have it's like yeah to have a community also like most of the time i wear rainbow socks even if it's not pride month so people could identify me easily and i think that's why like people approach me and some of them like you are openly, you know, you're out there, you're open. Yeah. Have you had people approach you and talk about, you know, either they're in the closet or they want someone who can understand them? Have you had cases where people have just approached you about this? And how have you responded to that? It's so interesting. Please. Yes, actually, like, uh, when they open up about it, I, think I feel so happy. But also, like, I listen to their um, problems and, like, they want to meet other people who could understand them or they could talk about such like identity issues. Basically, that's why also I'm planning Pride event. I'm planning it with Zamara and we want it to be like the safest space for every queer people in APU. Oh my God, that's an amazing thing. Do you want to talk about this Pride event? Like a little, little, little snapshot. Yeah, so me and Raz were talking about it. As I said before, uh, on a personal level, I've been thinking about, okay, so it seems like having a community would really benefit everyone and like a lot of my queer friends want to meet up and so on. And the thing is, unfortunately, well, well, not unfortunately, well, me and Raz, we talked about, uh, as they've said before, our closeted friends, you know, there are a lot of, my queer friends, some of them are closeted or they just don't want to broadcast it as much as um, me and Raz do, basically, <laughs> you know, like we're out and proud, like I'm a proud bisexual and I talk about it and uh, it's been great being in APU because it's something that I can say comfortably without, like, I've rarely had an experience where I came out and they're like, you know, a negative. I've haven't I've I haven't really had any negative reactions. Um, but yeah, like it is still a scary thing to come out. So I like it's totally okay if you are queer. If for people who are listening to this, if you are queer but you don't feel comfortable coming out for security reasons or for personal reasons, it is absolutely okay. We'll go at our own pace and it's not necessary to come out. But yeah, like we were thinking about our closet friends or people who are questioning but still want to have that community. Well, we're planning to have a meetup sometime soon so that we could feel that sense of, oh, okay, like I'm not alone. You know, like actually there's, <clears throat> there's this big community here that's 
understanding of who I am and so forth. That's why we're not really going to promote it as we usually would promote an event because we're trying to like spread it in our community so that we can keep people who want to keep it private safe and so forth. Yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, I think rather than making it this big thing, mm-hmm. it's something really close to your heart. So it should be personal. Uh, if there are any people out there among our audience who are, you know, struggling with their sexuality or struggling to like come out or with their orientation or regarding their orientation, then we have our guests. They're more. I hope you are. You're. You. You. Are, you guys are very welcoming, and I think you know people in general. They can reach out to you, right? If they want to talk about this or anything at all. Do you got? Do you have any advice for them? Anything you want to tell them? For sure, definitely. Like. For anyone here who is, like, who anyone listening, or an, an APU overall, if you are questioning your gender or questioning your sexuality, I am definitely here to, like, listen to you. Like, I'm, I'm open for that. If you feel comfortable, of course, that's the number one thing. Um, if you want to send a message to Equal APU, uh, we can definitely, like, try to help you and listen to you. But if you want something more personal, like... My Instagram will be uh, in Kaiwa's uh, promotional material. So you can like hit me up and talk to me. Or even on campus, if you recognize me with a mask on, for sure, I'm here to listen and so forth. My advice would really be, like for people who are questioning, would really just be like, don't push yourself. I know that... There's an image of being, like for example, for being queer and like or gay, like the idea is that like oh like gay people are very loud and they like they like that's their whole personality. You know, it's just about being gay, being attracted to men, or so forth and so on. But you don't have to be that. Like if you feel attraction to a certain gender, like people of your, uh, people who are of the same gender as you. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to broadcast it. Like, yes, it's important to have representation or to know that other people are queer, but it doesn't mean that you have to, like, push yourself, you know? Like, definitely just go at it at your own pace. Um, Yeah, like, it's definitely okay to explore in silence. <laughs> yeah. So my advice would go to not only the queer people generally in APU if you're open-minded you can listen to this or if you're close-minded you could also like pick up on this because it comes from different experiences of my friends so I just want to say that APU is a very diverse university and diversity isn't only about culture or uh, someone's nationality it also is it's someone's identity, and identity also involves gender identity. So just be open-minded, and if you are a queer in the questioning stage, just know that there are people who are there to support you in this big university. I really was. I'm so glad that, you know, environment that we're in, it's fine that everyone is being accepted and that everyone you know, or will have a group that they can conform or a group that they can relate to. And I think the pride group or the, you know, the queer people group you were talking about, it's definitely something that should happen 
even if it's just a little private group of people, I think it's a comfortable space for them. And uh, to all our audiences out there, if you definitely want to know more about this or if you want to educate more about this, then as we've already mentioned, the Equal APU group is always going to be there. And also you can personally contact Samara in case you know you want to be more private about it. And you can also contact Raz. I hear you've been giving out advices, you know, so people reaching out. That's a, that's a great thing. Oh my God, that's really nice. Uh, I think that kind of marks the closing of our podcast for today. It was amazing having you guys here. Uh, finally, closing remarks. Anything you want to end this on? Yeah, so for me, definitely as the leader of Equal APU, um, I would like to remind everyone that we're here um, to support you. And if you want to talk about, you know what, maybe not just like the LGBT community, but like gender and so on. And if you have any ideas about events or something that you would like us to highlight uh, in APU or anything, like we're definitely here to support that and hopefully execute your ideas you know it's been really great being in equal apu where our circle has been like raising awareness and hopefully making change uh yeah that's what i would say and again reminder if you are struggling with your sexuality it's okay take it slow if you need help, me and Raz, we've said multiple times now that like we're here to listen to you. And for me, like if you wanna hit me up on campus, you see me and like, hi somewhere, like I've been thinking about this. Like, is it okay? It's okay. Yeah. So yeah, happy Pride Month, everyone. Uh I think this will be uh published at the end of the month. So I hope you had a great month yeah i hope you had a great pride month and i hope that you know your love definitely very much looking forward to future events by the equally pew circle so happy for this what about jazz what are your closing remarks for this episode your overall thoughts so start as part of kaiwa podcast i would plug in kaiwa podcast listen to kaiwa podcast everyone And I'm really happy that Kaiwa Podcast decided to go on to this topic for this month. Thank you so much. I'm so happy we had two amazing guests here. And uh, I think on this note, thank you guys so much for today's episode. Thank you so much to the audience for listening to us. You can follow us at the Kaiwa Podcast on Instagram. You can send us feedbacks, questions, comments. If there are new guest recommendations, then please contact us through our Instagram. Instagram IDs of our lovely guests will also be there during the promotion. So if you ever want to catch up to them, definitely do reach out. Thank you to the team behind the Kaiwa podcast as well. Credit goes to the editing team, Kwon Wujin and uh, Tiffany, the PR and marketing team, Yuma Nagaoka, Raz, our lovely guest here, the graphic design team, Kokoro Yoshioka and Santi Liant. And finally your host. This was the end of the sixth episode of the fourth season of the Kaiwa podcast. Do look out for new episodes coming soon. And thank you so much for today. We had an amazing time and hence 